Yo, what's up? And welcome to the Mitra Gang. You probably have never heard of us and don't know who we are. If you do know who we are, then I may be a little scared that you either are stalking us or might be one of our evil exes. But you know what? Regardless of who we are, we want this to be a place where you feel at home with us. Kinu, why don't you take it away and explain a bit more about it since in my opinion, you are actually kind of famous. Well, that is definitely just your opinion because I'm not famous, but thanks fam. This is a place where you will hear stories and dialogue from the two of us who happen to be siblings about culture, identity, love, heartbreak, and everything in between. We're just your young, average brown kids living in LA who believe that this can be a place where the everyday person can connect with us. Two people who are just navigating life's curveballs one day at a time, just like the rest of us. Mitra means friend in our native language, Gujarati. We hope that you feel like one of our homies when you listen to us. Everyone deserves to feel like they have people that they can relate to. So welcome to the Mitra Gang. We're stoked to have you. What's good, Mitra Gang? Here we are again, and this week was kind of a doozy. I mean, we released Isolation, but when we released it, we had no idea that the debate was going to be so wild. No idea whatsoever. What do you think, Sago? Dude, I'm depressed thinking about it. I take it back. I'm depressed thinking about people that we know personally, their response, or them not really being emotionally affected by the fact that Trump did not denounce white supremacy. Yeah. And uh, just like them defending like, oh, but he released a statement like a couple of years ago, like, but point blank, he just couldn't denounce it. Then then the mofo gets freaking COVID. I know. You know I mean? That was so, another plot twist. I, I don't know. I was kind of unplugged this, this weekend, but I was trying to keep track, but also trying to like unplug and kind of like have a little break from all that stuff, all the news, but it was like hard to do that because my phone was, my phone was like blowing up because, you know. Because everybody was like, what's COVID, happening? But, yeah. But definitely it was an interesting week because it's like, I don't I, I felt sad. I was laughing watching the debate. Then I felt bad. I felt like, are we in a SNL skit? And then I felt sad the next day where I didn't post about the debate, but I posted about his tech stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like some people kind of gave me backlash on it. And I feel like every time I post anything that I don't think will get any backlash because it's so like, I don't even think it's black and white. It's just like, yes. Yeah. It's just like a true fact. Yeah. Then it's like, I, I get, or if, if I post anything safe, then I get backlash. But then when I post a thing that may be quote unquote, like two leftists for somebody, then like no one says anything. Yeah. It's just really interesting. But I'm also at a point where I don't want to say I'm defeated because I'm at a point where like, I'm, I know that I can't change anybody's mind, but like, I'm, I'm not like, it's cause it's like, I, I feel like all these people that are trying to like defend him, it's more of like apples and oranges. Yeah. It's totally apples and oranges. And it's hard for me to even wrap my head around it because I think like the things that are, that I care so deeply about yeah. are so opposite of Trump and like what he portrays himself as. And so then when I meet anyone that is a Trump supporter, like I, I, I almost have to take a step back mentally and like not take it personally that like they just, they just don't care as deeply as I do about certain issues. Yeah. No, I think hundred percent like you definitely, that, that's how I feel exactly. Cause it's like a lot of these people maybe like they were on the fence and like they've already decided what they want to do, which like, I don't know, maybe I should have more of a reaction, but like, I'm just not surprised by the people that I know that have taken that stance. Yeah. However, like, I think what you said regarding like, like we look at Trump, we look at what he stands for. We look at like his demeanor in the debate, mm-hmm. him interrupting like, like crazy, mm-hmm. like him attacking Biden's, uh, son yeah that was so sad but then people want to attack biden like for like him i guess some people thought he was too soft too soft on antifa but i'm like dude how can you compare proud boys to antifa there's no comparison and at least biden did say 
I don't want any violence. Yeah. And he was he was extremely genuine by that. Yeah, but. he was totally genuine. And also, though, like, I mean, I've seen stuff floating around Twitter about this, but I don't know if it's necessarily common knowledge that Biden had a stutter growing up. Mm. And it's taken, like, years and years and years of, oh, wow. like, speech therapy to, to overcome that. And he still is overcoming that. So, yeah, like, I'm... I'm sure because Trump is so like in your face, bulldozing, just like stepping over you in conversation. And Biden is so not like that. I think because of the stutter and him probably having to like maybe think a little bit more before he speaks. And it's crazy that I'm even saying he thinks before he speaks. Like we, any presidential candidate should be thinking before they speak, regardless yeah. of who they are. But I just think it kind of sucks that because he's like that, he's so like opposite of Trump that I guess the optics are that he's a little bit more soft, but that's like so messed up. It's so messed up and on so many levels. And I don't know, I just feel like, at least for, for me and you, it is safe for us to say that like Biden wasn't our first choice. No, he was not. So like we have like, we're like more like in circles where it's like, you know what? We'll take him because you know he's like a nice little he's what we got you know he's like obama's grandpa so let's let's do this mm-hmm. <laughs> but and i got i got nothing against the guy but i also i'm not like a fanboy but then there's like there's like something about well i guess we know what it is for us Mick, you know we just feel like trump's like this attitude um his sexism his um history with uh just being in my opinion, just completely like a white nationalist and just not really having any regard for anybody <laughs> really yeah. than himself or than himself. I just feel like that's why we know there's just like, like I've never been iffy about Trump. Like from day one, like no. I just never liked his style. Like I never liked his lack of humility, his pride, his, you know, everything he stands for. And then I'm less like, whoa, yep. wait, hold on. Like I got homies that like now are down a boat for him. So now I'm torn between like, all right, I want to be honest with how I feel and, and everything I feel, you know, it's definitely validated by the way that he, he just acts in a horrible way. And then, but then I feel like I also like want to like be loving to people in my life that I'm like, that I was at a point like years ago where I was like, damn, like it, when I look at Trump, I, it was almost like a reaction of like wanting to throw up or wanting to be like, yeah. oh my goodness, this is horrible. Like what, like how, how is this our nation? But then now I'm at a point where it's like more eye-opening or like my eyes have been opened to like things that I thought were possibly dead regarding um, just like white nationalism. <laughs> and again, this is in our opinion. Um, and maybe <laughs> maybe there's a lot of data as well with that, but, but um, we just feel that, I don't know, it's just like, it, it was eye-opening, and it was now very eye-opening. and now it's like not sobering, but it's like shit. This is the shitstorm we're in. Yeah. So like, how can we love people, and how can we be the best we could be, and how can I, you know, have these awesome talks where I could talk to them about like why I think he sucks, mm-hmm. or like why I think what he stands for is like the single most dangerous thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just laugh. And I laugh. Yeah. Because I laugh mainly because I'm like, dude. People are gonna vote for this mofo, and yeah. he may still win. And there's people like that. I've been like, you know, you know who you are, but I've been in your freaking weddings. If you're if you're listening, and yeah. like, I know, like, you know, you're gonna be voting for Trump. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's safe to say that we both have like very close friends yeah. that will be voting for Trump. For sure. Which is which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Considering how like anti-Trump we are, <laughs> like, could not be more anti-Trump. Could not be more. Like, no, there is no part of me part of that me. wants to be anywhere near associated with him. And I'm even to the point where like he could have the world's best policies, <laughs> but he as a person to me is just so horrible. Like, he is the epitome of a horrible person. Yeah. Just with his blatant disregard, I mean, like, the debate to me said it all about his character of just bulldozing over Biden. I mean, the precious moderator kept saying, like, you agreed to the two-minute rule, you agreed to the two-minute rule. He don't give one F about the two-minute rule. 
and is a Fox News moderator. Yeah, which that is like not even fair to begin with, but whatever. That's besides the they point. Both, they both agreed. I mean, like, he was like, he's, I mean, I guess now people can say like, oh, but he denounced white supremacy because I feel like he might have today or yesterday given out some sort of statement. I don't care. It's too late it's for too that late, because now it's just all PR. Dude. And also during the debate, I mean, he called anti-racism training racist. Yeah. Which that to me is just, I'll just say it. That's just like white fragility and white guilt. Yeah, and like 100%. Trump, look it up and then you'll see, have someone <laughs> brief you on what that means. Spark notes, at least. If you're listening, which you're not at freaking Walter Reed Hospital because you got freaking COVID <laughs> after you said, after you made fun of Biden wearing so a mask. Yeah. And also, I guess now 10 minutes in, this is a good time to say that this disclaimer is that this is just our opinion. And this is kind of just us like venting our thoughts. We need a vent. We need like a therapy session. Yeah. So sorry if this is too much for anyone. And if we're ruffling any feathers, come into our DMs. We're happy to chat. Um, Buy your beer. Let's talk. But yeah, I think like I just I still, though, am having a hard time grasp why people are voting for him because it's it's really hard for me to separate character from president like i think if you're gonna be freaking mother effing president of america (laughs) you better be like a good person yeah and yes i know what everyone's thinking but no politician is a good person yeah I understand that part, but like, really, have we really lowered the bar so much that like we're okay with the president paying off a porn star and giving them an NDA? Stormy Daniels, find that anywhere on the internet. Trump has never denied it. I mean, grabbing by the pussy, that's a pretty famous statement. Yeah. There were good people on both sides, him quoting, or that's his quote from uh, Weapon in. Virginia. Yeah. With the white nationalists. Which, no, there is not good people on both sides. There's only good people on one side, and that is the side not on the freaking white nationalists. (laughs) And also, he was defending Kyle Rittenhouse, that stupid kid that came in with, like, an assault rifle and started shooting people in Kenosha. How how is that defensive? I have – how does that even require any defense? I have no idea. He felt really passionately about gas stations, and he wanted to <laughs> he wanted to defend gas stations. I guess yeah. I don't know. Gas stations like right need someone, need a protector. Know, like crazy. it's just the list goes on for me. And I mean, the biggest thing for me though too is just all of the racial unrest. And I would argue that it has for sure heightened under his leadership. Yeah. Hands down. Like I'm sure yeah. there's data under that. And to me, that's just not something that I can stomach and even get behind. And I I have also, this is just purely an observation. And if anyone has any like factual evidence about this or even just wants to dis- discuss this offline, hit us up. But I'm finding that my friends, or and not maybe they're my friends, maybe they're not my friends, but just people I know on Instagram who like, stayed on the quieter side of all the George Floyd protests, didn't say a single thing about Breonna Taylor or Ahmaud Arbery or really anybody. Maybe they posted a black square. Maybe they posted one single Insta story. Sure, I'll give everyone a free pass on one thing, but have stayed fairly quiet on anything racial justice related. I'm finding that those people are the same people that are voting for Trump. And all my friends and anybody I know that is like pretty vocal about like get out there and register to vote and also like justice for Brianna sharing things and just put and putting things out there about all of the unrest and like they're clearly a supporter of of the movement and I know there's so many like mixed feelings on BLM I'm not talking about the organization specifically I'm just talking about the movement as a whole of like the nation coming together and fighting for racial equality I think the people that are also like doing those things are people that are anti-Trump. But then the people that are quiet on those things are usually I'm finding that those people are the ones that are voting for Trump. Yeah. And I, I 100% agree with you. And one more thing is that I see that those are the same people in my experience. Um, and again, this is just like our experiences in the last like few months and especially these, these last few weeks. 
Um, and I got DMs to prove it. So, <laughs> but uh, also like, I feel like those same people are the ones that um, get really into like, like, oh my God, too liberal. Like yeah. you're, you're too leftist, like Antifa and like the far left. But I'm like, dude, we could talk about the far, the far right too. Yeah. Cause like a lot of things have opened up to the far right and the far left. Like that's always going to, there's always going to be two extremes. Yeah. But I don't understand like why you want to, you, it seems more important to post or to even personally tell me about like, that's so liberal. Like that's so uh, leftist. Like, oh my God, like all left. But then you don't say anything about like justice at all. Yeah. So I just think it's like an interesting a correlation. It's a very interesting correlation. And I'm also not trying to knock anyone that's maybe like, just quiet on social media in general. And I'll give anyone the benefit of the doubt that maybe like you're going ham on racial conversations in real life. But I also kind of highly doubt it. And I'm sorry if that ruffles anyone's feathers. Like we could definitely talk about it on offline. But I don't know. It's just, it was a thought that I had today. And it kind of, it was almost like an aha moment of like, huh, that's like very interesting because to me, those like, I just care so deeply about it that like, it's not even a question in my mind to even defend Breonna Taylor or Ahmaud or George Floyd or really anybody because nobody should be getting killed. And I think everybody can agree that nobody should be getting killed. And we don't even have to like look at the deep, legal all the, all the legal stuff of the case it's just like mm-hmm. baseline no one should be getting killed yeah by civil servants yeah or by anybody at all ever yeah, yeah. ever no one should be getting killed period. no <laughs> and i think like what grinds my gears even more about trump this is just like a shit on trump thing now but wow. i think he just also never offered any condolences to any of those families he never said a single thing to the public about it what he did was send troops to portland and unmarked freaking bands and stuff and cause unrest over there and i heard similar things were happening happening in chicago and like in the anderson anderson pack song lockdown like he he kind of has a phrase in it where it talks about like uh unmarked cops like being being in the streets like he's kind of saying like watch out they're like in the streets with you and when i was at a protest i saw that actually so it's a real thing for sure and you yeah you saw it and a lot of people have experienced especially in portland and and i've been there a few times and i've definitely talked to people about that and uh i just think it's i don't know also i realize that like i feel like i've been too nice yeah. And like, I just feel like when I've been a little bit more bold, mm-hmm. like I've been trying to like, and, and, and this is like me being bold and people that say things to me that I, I find like extremely racist and extremely uh, anti-justice. Or like what? Can you give an example? Yeah, I, I, could, I could give a couple examples. Uh, like someone told me that like Black Lives Matter is the single most, uh, uh, what do you call it? It's, it, it basically, it's, it's like the worst thing for America and that it has caused the most... Uh, unrest and the most violence like it's like like blm yeah like i, I guess what it what was the exact phrase that's a crazy thing actually I've you heard. know he actually i take it back well he, he said that but he used the term uh lawlessness hmm. it's caused the most lawlessness and he used the term uh i have yet to see a racially driven killing by a cop what yeah. That, I am like, guys, if you could see me right now, I'm yeah. just appalled. Like, my jaw dropped. Yeah. Then, I've also heard, like, just things of, like, people getting really defensive. Uh-huh. Or, like, dumb things. And then they just text me, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this. And then it's, like, they give me a meme of something. And it's just, like, it's just, like, it's just, like, not really accurate yeah <laughs> so like one time i had like i had somebody like i forgot damn and and again like i'm not i don't mean 
disrespect to these guys because like I've had talks for like a lot of people one on one, but I, I I do have had oh you know what it was my actually it was my uh, one of my one of my uh, really good friends he he kind of gave me a few memes that he was like dude this is really bad and like this is what I'm this is what I'm around hmm. and it's really like affecting me like really please help me you know yeah I, mean? so I really I was like dude that that's like so awesome that you're like dude I'm around all this stuff that's so toxic online yeah and can you like and, and he's he was reaching out to be like hey can you help me um to uh not get caught up in this because then like if you I get it like you know like if you if you live in an area that's like all Republican mm-hmm. uh that's all about like or that you know is like in a bubble even when it comes to like geography yeah if you're like let's say if you're like really far away from urban areas and then you work in a setting where everyone has a, the same views as you views as you and you're you're still like new to all the stuff to justice and everything so like you're trying to figure it out mm-hmm. that could be really damaging so i really appreciated him reaching out to me and then i think i showed you the meme it was a meme that said oh yeah you did it was like it was like a a meme and i think it was like a peanut uh what do you call it a cartoon meme yeah where then every everything was about literally like, like the headline was blm was a joke yeah but then it gave like a lot of scenarios of like how it it is a joke that's so messed up but like that's so racist yeah yeah and the not this it's not, not funny i was gonna say funny because i think I think I do kind of have almost nervous laughter at times when this kind of stuff. So like, I think I'm just, so I think it's like, Oh my God, like this is funny. Like people are so stupid, mm-hmm. but it's like, no, 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 it's not funny. People, people are like horrible. Yeah. And th- this leads to like what we see uh, in, in uh, the system legally where people then just do horrible things. Yeah. Like killing innocent people. Exactly. But um well, uh, what I was thinking about is that, like, it's just, I don't know. It's so crazy to me that we live in a, a world where it's, like, saying Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. period, is offensive. Like, n- no one's saying matters more. No one's saying matters less. Yeah. And I just think that lack of empathy when, like, someone says, like, Blue Lives Matter. Yeah. Then they're actually saying what they're actually saying exactly what they don't want. Which exactly. Is like matters more. Exactly. But by you saying blue lives matter, you're saying they matter more. Yeah. Because you're trying to rebuttal and defeat this other uh, saying. Yeah. But in reality, like if you actually get it, we're just saying like they matter. Yeah. No one's saying matters more. No one's saying, no one's saying, we're almost saying like, dude, they matter. Like, yeah. Also. Yeah. <laughs> like, comma also. also comma yeah. also. But it's like so interesting to me. I don't know. Yeah. That like that, because I've never been in, in, in the camp where I'm like, Oh my god! I can't believe you said that. Like, you don't matter. Like, I don't. Know, I just felt like, for me, and I've never taken it to account that now this is like because I keep hearing people saying, "Oh my god, that, that's so Marxist, that's so fascist, or Ooh. whatever." But I'm just like so confused because yeah. I'm just like, you know, like historically, like have you have you have you studied the history of policing? Yeah, and like I already know that there are good cops, so no one's saying anything about that. No one's saying anything. Yeah, but it's like. Even like in the Olympics, when they have like these, they've had sex scandals. Mm-hmm. No one's no like do- doctor in the Olympics is like, oh my god, like I feel bad because like now I feel insecure, I feel fragile. But when they they call out the doctors and the people in the medical field that were like, um, I forget the guy's name, but it was like this crazy scandal. I think he was from Michigan, hmm. University of Michigan, and he was helping out as a doctor all the gymnast and he was basically like you know oh yeah them. it's so and, sad and there's like a hbo doc on it yeah and, he, and he, he's in jail and everything but i feel like that's kind of the way that we feel about like anybody that's like anti-justice or being racist mm-hmm. where it's like if you're in this profession that, 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 that we're calling out or yeah. you're, you're a part of the system and technically i'm also a part of that system you're a civil servant i had no issue yeah. with us being called out because i want us to be call out more so that we could get better yeah but going back to the example of the doctors like because there was this crazy sex scandal there's not these other doctors that now are like no dude poor me doctors mm-hmm. matter too because mm-hmm. they know that like this one guy was a predator yeah and has a history of you know yeah um sexual abuse yeah so i feel like with that example the cops like if you're a cop out there like and you're a good cop dude, we, we love you like we want the kobe's 
and the Michael Jordans are cops. Yeah. We don't want no freaking assholes out there. That are no racist. way. No freaking way. And I just feel like I just I'm kind of over like white people being extremely sensitive and really yeah. fragile. Same. Because I don't understand. Because I call out racism within my own own family, within myself, and I'm not fragile about it. Yeah. I'm like, yo, if, if, if you ever see any of me do anything dumb, call me out. Yeah. I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, Antifa. Yeah. Crap. I don't know. So I just feel like I'm just over like people who are just like really into like just being sensitive and being like poor me uh, during this whole history of how a policing and our system has been racist. Exactly. Like, that's not it. So it's not like a yes or a no. It's a yes. It's it's already me- it's been messed it's been messed up from day one. It's been rigged. Yeah, I would I would I saw someone on Instagram say this today, and I'm like I'm totally gonna steal this from them, but. I saw someone call it the injustice system. Mm. And I was like, dang, that's a deep, that's deep right there. But I for sure agree, unfortunately. And like during quarantine, like I've been reading the new Jim Crow. I've been like watching a lot of docs. I was like a part of a racial reconciliation, like Zoom, like five week Zoom course and like all this stuff. And the more I learn, the more I'm like, our history is so effed up. And yeah, like it sucks that it's effed up, but I'm glad I know more because I feel more equipped to have better conversations. And like, I, I don't know. I was talking about this with someone today. I, I almost feel like it's more patriotic to, to talk about these things and to understand that like, yeah, like our country sucks, but like we're we're here to fight for a better system. Like it's not patriotic to just like wave your freaking American flag and like not say anything about Black Lives Matter and be like so afraid that like your neighbors are going to ostracize you over not saying blue lives matter. But I'm like, you you chose to be a cop. So like that's apples and oranges those two things and the Marxism thing I just think is the stupidest thing ever because (laughs) I had someone straight up in my DMS tell me that equality as just a blanket statement is a Marxism ideal equality Equality, and that equality will never exist. Oh man. And I was like, damn man, like, are you okay, bro? Like, are you, are you good? Because that is wild. First of all. And second of all, I unfortunately, I low-key agree that I feel like we might not ever have equality, but does that mean that I'm still not going to, like, use my life to fight for it? No. Like, I'm not giving up because I do think it's attainable. I think one day it'll be attainable, maybe not in my lifetime, but I'm I'm happy to be out there, like, doing my part and fighting for it. But people just really love to throw in the Marxism thing. But you know what I'm going to start doing? I decided is that I'm just going to start saying, like, explain to me what Marxism is. Because I really think all these homies that are throwing it out don't even know what it is. They don't. I know a little bit just because I'm an econ major. (laughs) But, like, but even that, like, it it was never, like, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. And I see what they mean because uh, I I think it's apples and oranges. Because I see what they, I see what, well, I don't, I, I take it back. I don't really see what they mean, but like, I think they get it from one of the leaders of, or one of the founders are calling herself like a Marxist. Yeah, which but, is fine. Which is totally fine with me because like, I kind of know what she means because I, I, I could be wrong, but I think most people that may call themselves that, they kind of like tend to be like, hey, we would really want to fight for income uh, equality. Yeah. So I totally get, I totally get that, but I think. But this, I don't know why is fighting for income equality like such a horrible thing? I don't know. Sorry, guys, that's me messing with my Lacroix can because I'm getting so stressed <laughs> out over income equality. But like, I don't know. I just don't get it. The thing that like I'm just gonna take a second and call out a certain community, the Christian community. Oh, dude, this is my cup of tea. And I love that. Let's do this. I'm sure most of you guys know, but Sagu and I are both like faith-based people. And unfortunately, we're part of the church. I say unfortunately because (laughs) I do believe, and I know not everyone believes this, but I do believe that like as the body of Christ in America, we have failed in so many ways. And if you don't believe that, that's fine. But if you want to talk about it, I have no problem explaining to you how we failed. 
I just think we have been super complicit in everything, mainly racism. And I mean, the SBC, which stands for Southern Baptist Convention, was like freaking, they started their own denomination because they wanted to be a denomination that held slave owners. I only recently found this out and like I was mortified because unfortunately I was part of a SBC church. Yeah, and Billy Graham Evangelical, Evangelical Association has given like I think, or they've spent like under four hundred thousand uh, dollars at Trump hotels. Just FYI, guys. <laughs> yeah, and like I mean, and the SBC. That's why I bring it up. I have my own problems with Billy Graham regarding racial justice because like he he actually did a lot of things that were like pretty effed up back in the day, and that could be like for a whole other podcast. But I just think, man, Christians, I got a few words for you. So my thing with Christians, I know I just said I got a few words for you. It's it's just like I blanket statement. I mean, if anything I'm saying is wrong, just know this is just my personal opinion. I'm not saying any of this is like factual by any means. This is these are literally just my personal opinions. I just think like. I mean, I've also done a lot of deconstructing in my own self and my own faith. And like, that's how I am to where that's how I got to where I am now. But like, I would say, generally speaking, Christians would most likely 10 out of 10 agree that they like to help people and that they like to serve people and this, that, the other, like they're all about like, quote unquote, loving your neighbor. But I would argue that they're not like that at least like the majority of evangelical evangelical voters that voted for Trump, which was like a whopping 80% that like genuinely breaks my heart because when it comes down to it, I'm finding that like a lot of my conservative Christian friends or just conservative Christians that I know, even family, like we have a lot of family that they're going to vote for Trump for sure, which yeah, is super sure. sad. But when I have conversations with them, like politically, they're not about helping people. No. Politically, they're about like, how am I going to get the best tax benefit? How like how is life going to be made the best for me? But then maybe spiritually, they're about helping people. I'm not really sure how that works. But I think it's interesting because now I'm going to start calling people out on that because it's yeah. like people that I know that are genuinely good people. Like they're for sure good people. And I'm not saying that this makes them bad people. But I feel like there's some sort of disconnect that they think that like politically they need to have all these freedoms, but we also shouldn't be finding a way to offer education to marginalized communities or making a way to make education accessible or accessible. I can't even talk because it gets me so riled up, like accessible for all. Like I'm not sure why that's up for such big debate because if you look at it, more education and access to education would be less crime. And we're also paying for privatized prisons, which is a business in itself, which is also so horrible. So it's like your tax dollars are going to these privatized prisons, but then you also don't want to help someone get an education, but then we would have less prisons. But like, I don't think they get that. But also I'm like, you pride yourselves in like being a group of people that is like, about helping people and like putting out your best self but i don't think they vote that way like on a macro level i don't think they understand that like they could be voting that way and if they do then like it goes against their core belief system but to me my core belief system also revolves around my faith which revolves around making a country that helps people and specifically marginalized people so i don't know like it just doesn't make any sense to me and it really does make me sad, but also though, like these are the moments where like, I just need to like take a step back and realize that like not everybody has my same core belief system, even if, but even if in common, what we have is that we all believe in Jesus. I think like, just because I call myself a Christian doesn't mean that I'm gonna have the same core belief system and the same values that another Christian does. And like, even saying that out loud, it's really hard for me to come to terms with, but I think like that's the only way I can like sleep at night is is if I realize that, but it's really hard. 
I think it's really hard, but um, today, like our, our pastor had a really cool uh, quote where he said, like, you know, basically he's talking about like how he's he, he's voted Republican and he's voted he's voted for like a Democrat and they both mm-hmm. have failed him. So he was saying like, dude, like you, you can't go under the elephant and be safe and you can't go under the donkey and be safe. Yeah. And because those 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 two parties they become your idols if you think exactly like the, if if you think that a elephant's going to be a savior or if you think that a donkey's going to be a savior but in reality like only the the lamb is your savior mm-hmm. this is jesus in within our theology uh, because of the scripture because of the bible jesus is compared to the lamb so he was saying that like dude like you're trying to be faithful to jesus but in reality like you're actually like bashing the lamb mm-hmm. by by making the, the donkey or the elephant your idol. Yeah. I think that really hit home for me because, like, I think, like, I've seen, like, in my own life, there's been so many idols that I had to, like, deconstruct in myself to get to a point where I'm okay. I got to confess that I had to get to a point where I had to deconstruct so that I could be okay even voting for Hillary. Yeah. Because uh, I, I think I was kind of, in my opinion, indoctrinated to this point of view that like within evangelical Christianity, I could only be freaking Republican. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that I kind of felt like was just because of abortion. Yeah. But then I'm like, what the heck? Like, that's kind of weird. Also, like most countries that have the, the strictest abortion laws have the most abortion. So like, if you really care about that, then like, what the heck? You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like there's a lot of like, I don't know. I just feel like, especially within evangelical churches, like, it's just really like unfair and they have like they have like a lot of uh like hypocrisy they have a lot of hypocrisy uh when it comes to like um especially voting and politics because i feel like they always talk about like idols and sin and all this like quote unquote like christian things but then like why can't we call out the sins of trump yeah exactly exactly because actually the the thing i posted was that I posted like this a photo of a Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Trevor Noah, where he was like talking about Trump paid like seven fifty in his tax refund in his tax refund, but he paid a porn star one hundred thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, like WTF, basically. Yeah. So I wrote then on that photo or that meme or whatever, like um, basically like I love how evangelical. I, or I love how eighty percent of even white white evangelical Christians uh, voted for Trump, but they don't call out his sexual sin. Mm-hmm. Like they love being in sermons about a purity culture. And if you're not a Christian, like you probably won't be be, be surprised though that Christians love talking about you know uh, not having sex before marriage. Or like you know things like that regarding. Uh, I just felt like there's a lot of like shame based teachings that I don't agree with regarding a sexuality when it comes to like LGBTQ plus as well as uh, just a sexuality when it comes to just like sex and pleasure in dating, marriage, and, and all that, depending on your view. And for me, I just found that that it's so interesting that like and in my opinion, very that's one thing that I really want to push against when it comes to Christianity. Cause I'm like, dude, you guys like in high school and everything I was a part of, you like drilled me and instilled in me so much shame and guilt when it comes to my own sexuality that, and even my friends who are, who would be um, on the spectrum of LGBTQ plus, mm-hmm. but like now you're totally like, okay with this guy and you want to call out people being too leftist because yeah, Bernie may want to give uh, free community college to people. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like it's just really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, oh, how are we going to pay for it? How are we going to pay for it? I'm like, dude, like, I work in the government. And, like, within my within my team, I'm looking – I take it back. Within my personal budget that I manage, which is, like, maybe, like, two, 200000 to two fifty um, that I took over, like, a few months ago. But within that budget, I feel like – there's always room for me to look at how can I be most efficient and most effective exactly. and, and like man of honor within this budget. Right. Yeah. And I feel like as a, as a nation, like I'm sure when we look at it, there's a lot of things that we could do where like there could be things 
mm-hmm. made available to people that they haven't had. Yeah. And I feel like as Christians, like, I don't even understand, like, personally, I don't think we've gotten richer since Trump. No. I, I was looking at how the middle class, when it comes to the, the tax brackets, have gotten screwed over big time. Yeah. So Because of Trump? <laughs> because of Trump, yeah. Uh, and like, that's again, like, like the majority of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I don't have it in front of me, so if you have any info on that, let me know. I'm always open to that. But um, I just feel like personally, like, I am middle class, and I haven't gotten richer. Yeah. But I do feel like, I mean, stocks have been good. You know what I mean? But like when it comes to like, not not everyone is is doing stocks. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And even then, like, if you really think about it, like we had the worst crash in the history. Am I wrong? I don't really know, to be completely honest, but I would say yes, maybe. Either the either either one of the worst. either the worst or like yeah. one of the worst because of COVID. But I feel like if Trump's response was better, like maybe that crash wouldn't have been that bad. Yeah, it was definitely delayed for sure. It was definitely delayed. Yeah. So I just feel like it could have gone up even if like we had a better response if yeah. we were proactive versus reactive. Exactly. Yeah, I I totally agree with you on on all of that. And it really does make me sad because it's the Christians where I'm like, no, those are my people. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) My homies. It's like the meme, like, what are those? It's like, that's how I feel like every time. And, you know, like I've asked myself, do I really think I'm going to convert a Trump voter? Honestly, probably not. Probably not. And like I've had countless conversations cannot even count how many with people that are on the other side um and it all honestly all started during the protests like i've had people ask me what's the point of protesting you know Mm -hmm. like how can you support an organization that wastes money or that there's all everyone thinks blm is like wasting money and like doing things not going to get into it on this podcast, but yeah. maybe another one we will, or just like, I don't know, just things about like Biden wanting to make like education accessible. That one has come up quite a few times actually. Yeah. And I'm always shocked Yeah. because I'm not sure why it's such a, why it's such a problem, I guess, or maybe they wouldn't even say it's a problem, but I guess it's like you said, like who's going to pay for it. But I'm like, do you realize you pay for prisons? Like, that's like, and that's a whole thing. Like, we don't even need to get into that. But it's it's just every time someone comes at me with something, I'm always like, but do you realize that, like, it's always a but for me. I'm yeah. like, you don't even realize, like, what you're standing for. Or maybe you do. Maybe you're okay with the privatized prisons, but then you also don't want people to have access to education. And do you realize that the guy you're voting for who keeps talking about wanting to strengthen the U.S. military, which I'm sure you love, yeah, because of his lack of paying taxes, he's not contributing to that. No. We, we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and the middle class is doing more so if like the top 1% pay the, the, the leasing taxes because mm-hmm. it's easy to like uh, beat the IRS in terms of like having your own business and all that kind of stuff and doing yeah, write-offs, write-offs and things yeah. like that. So I just feel like we all know like this is a thing that happens and I just think it's interesting that like it's happening but like then this guy is like talking about like we're gonna have a strong military but I'm like dude no 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 you, you're not we're the ones that are paying for that not you yeah <laughs> and I, I don't know like call, call me ignorant or whatever but like what are we gonna do with the stronger military like why are we so concerned about what are we so afraid of like I'm not I'm not really sure but I don't know. That's that stuff is actually more scary to me because I'm like, are you going to start a war? Is is that why you want a stronger military? And also like we pride ourselves in like being American and having technology, so like what are like what what are we missing out on that we need more money for? I don't know. That whole thing's like a just it just it's just too much for me. It's too much, dude. I too mean, much. all of Trump is too much for me. It's too much. And I mean, <laughs> I think it's good that you know we do live in a country where we do feel safe and like a lot of that is because of a, a military so we do respect all that but i think there is like, i think you're right there is like an imbalance of like why is all people get why is there like people getting really into the flag the gun and the military um and how they 
tie that into Jesus in the Bible. Yeah, it just because, does not make any sense to me. Because Jesus seemed pretty chill to me. Yeah, he he was definitely a de-escalator for sure. Pretty good de-escalation, and what he really called out were people who were religious. Yeah. In terms of like they were making like a list of do's and don'ts. Exactly. And not living in freedom. Yeah. Of love as well as, uh, they were just being really hypocritical mm -hmm. and extremely just mental because like Jesus definitely when you look at scripture he was like he definitely crossed those lines where he would get mad at Pharisees and he was like really intense mm -hmm. but then at the same time like he would hang out with people that no one's hanging out with exactly and loving them and like if they're sharing meals together just just, just because of historically how meals were such an intimate thing and it was like so much of life back in that Middle Eastern culture and we kind of like yeah. experience that right now being Indian where it's like those on Middle Eastern but like there are a lot of uh similarities where like those meals were like like that invite to a meal is like a really big deal mm -hmm. so Jesus is like giving the invite to like tax collectors who were like freaking like deep bags of They're their Trumpies. time you know what yeah. I mean and then uh he was hanging out with um prostitutes he was mm -hmm. hanging out with like all these people that like I feel like so many Christians, like, I think are scared of and like, wouldn't, yeah. even, wouldn't even want to like look at. And I don't know what they would do if they walked into the, into the church, yet their savior, that was his, one of his biggest part of his ministry. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of hypocrisy in the church that I'm guilty of. And I had to, I, I had to look at my own self to deconstruct. And my fear is that when white evangelicals and any evangelicals, I'm saying white, just mainly because 80% of white people who are evangelical based upon peer research data voted for Trump. Yeah. And I, I think it is safe to say that like, that is the majority of people that are, are voting for Trump yep. based upon data, as well as everybody like in my life that I know. Um, however, there are some people that I know in, in my own family that are Indian that are also really pro-Trump. Yeah. So it is a big thing within uh, evangelicals. And I just think it's interesting that like, they're so into being Republican and yeah. being, uh, so I, I don't know, being pro-Trump, but now I'm like, I don't know if you really love Jesus, if you, if you really love the Bible, like what is, what is the best thing for that? Yeah. Or, or, I mean, for your views. And I don't know if Trump really carries out the Christian culture or kind of really moved, I think he's moved it backwards because now people have always kind of been into like, hey, Christians suck, they're really hypocritical, they are judgmental. They are anti-LGBTQ plus and everything, but like I just felt like with Trump, he's made he's like made any any progress we had on that mm -hmm. of us being possibly loving, he's turned it all back. Turned it all <laughs> way back. And now it may go back more because now we may get four more years. Exactly, and honestly, the thought of that is repulsive to me. I I cannot. I literally. I'm at a loss for words if it happens, but I'm also trying to be mentally prepped because there is a high chance of it happening. But back to the Christians, just real quick while we wrap it up. One thing that Pastor Mark Chase of Fellowship Monrovia said during my five-week Zoom class with him, shout out, Mark, you're definitely not listening, but if <laughs> you are, this really stuck with me and... I, I'm going to have to use this on all the Marxism people because like I've had, I would say in 10, 10 plus separate occasions, Christians have thrown out the Marxism thing about BLM and now apparently equality also. <laughs> and what I want to say to all those people is like, you guys are acting like Marxism is like from the devil yeah. or like it's like this horrible thing. But show me in the Bible, where's capitalism? Yeah. Where's like the biblical base for capitalism? Where is it? Because yeah. I don't, I've read the whole Bible a few times. Don't think it's in there. Maybe may have missed it. I don't know. Might have missed it. There's a high chance I might have missed it. Who knows? But like, I don't see capitalism anywhere in the Bible. And that also influences the way I vote because I do care. I do care about the betterment of all people, whether that's like, LGBTQ plus, whether that is people that live in poor communities, whether that's marginalized people, people of color, all people. And like capitalism doesn't help those people. It really doesn't. And so like, why would that be the basis of how I vote? 
but that's also how I hold my worldview. And I know not everyone does, and I don't expect everyone to, but I just also want to encourage everyone else out there that might be having tough conversations with your friends or your loved ones. And maybe you guys don't see eye to eye, but I just hope that like the conversations can be successful in the way that you guys can still love each other after the conversations because we both have had some where I just have felt like how am I even going to be friends with this person like yeah. it just doesn't make sense but then like I've also had conversations with close close dear friends like friendships of like 10 plus years where like I know they're going to be in my life forever even though we don't see eye to eye and like yeah like it does I will like be completely honest with you guys that it is disheartening to me to know that like we see the world so differently. But all that to say though is that like keep fighting the good fight and at the end of the day like I just I really hope that like as a people group whether we vote for Trump whether we don't this might be a stretch but I just hope that as a people group that we can just come together and at least agree that all people should be treated equally and that we should all be fighting for that. I don't know if that's too much to ask for, but, and I might be too much of a dreamer, but I do think that it's possible if we all just put our biases aside and can and can just like care, truly care about other people because I think we've lost that as a country to some degree. Yeah. And I would love to see us get, get to that. And I would say that we were never at that but I do see progress in just the BLM movement and all of that. Like it, it gives me hope that there are people that genuinely, genuinely, genuinely care for others. And like, that is something that I can get behind. And I hope that Mitra gang that you guys can get behind that as well. But thank you for listening to a spent for like 50 minutes about <laughs> nonsense. We appreciate you guys. If you guys need to vent, hit us up. We're always here for you. And with that, we'll see you next time.